0: THE FOLLOWING PROGRAM IS SPONSORED BY FRIENDS OF LIFE OUTREACH INTERNATIONAL. COMING UP, INTERNATIONAL BIBLE TEACHER BETH MOORE DESCRIBES HOW GOD NOT ONLY LOVES US, BUT HE ENJOYS US.
1: DO YOU EVER LET YOURSELF FEEL, SENSE, BELIEVE, AND ACCEPT THAT YOU ARE A DELIGHT TO YOUR GOD? I JUST WONDER, HOW FOREIGN IS THAT TO US? to somebody in this room and to somebody on the other side of that screen. That is as foreign a concept as you can imagine.
2: Welcome to Life Today. I'm James Robison. Betty and I are thrilled to present Beth Moore. and She's talking about I am blessed. And I'm telling you that uh, Beth knows what that looks like. And one of the great ways that we can be blessed is to live to bless, to bless others. I've been telling you, and I really pray that you're going there, I pray that you'll make this a part of your prayer time and even your devotion and, and gaining understanding and knowledge and wisdom. And direction for life. Stream.org. Like a river, like a tributary, stream.org. In your prayer time, go there every day. You'll see breaking news. You can go there all through the day and keep up with it. But you're going to see insight, wisdom, and direction on how we address the issues that matter and how we address them effectively for the glory of God and the benefit of the people God loves. This is a gift from God with people who love God and love you. Stream.org. Go there every day. Begin to pray. You'll get the inspiration and direction to be incredibly meaningful in your life. Here's Beth Moore talking about being blessed. I am blessed. Would you welcome Beth? Beth.
1: today. Little blessing is an oxymoron. There is no such thing. There's no such thing as I got this blessing and they got that blessing. No, you have every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus, in the heavenly realms, and you cannot, it is absolutely spiritually and biblically impossible for you to be a little blessed. A little blessed. Look at one another and say, you are big blessed. Oh, you are big blessed. And we got the blessing of the Holy Spirit. I love Luke 11:13 that says when Jesus is drawing a comparison about parents being fleshly people but and we love our children. He said, in comparison to the way your heavenly Father loves you, you, you you're wicked to your children. Your best goodness is wicked in comparison with how he is to his children. And it says this, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father in heaven give the holy spirit to those who ask him the holy spirit the giftedness the blessing in the heavenly realm somebody say i am blessed, I am blessed. and i want you to look at that acronym and i want you to tell me what it says again tell me what those letters are b l E-S-S-E-D. I want to hear it. I am bountifully loved, extravagantly safe, supplied, empowered, delivered. Somebody may just be walking up on this message, so they need to hear that one more time. Let's try it again. I am bountifully loved, extravagantly safe, supplied, empowered, delivered. Anybody think that could make their day a little bit better? Anybody? I think maybe if I remember that on my way out to the car, I am going to have a blessing. I want you to see this as well. Ready for number three? We too have the favor of him who dwelled in the burning bush. Did y'all catch that terminology in Deuteronomy 33? I'm going to read it to you. So go ahead and write that down. We too have the favor of him who dwelled in the burning bush. Oh, I love this. All right, I'm going to read it to you again, Deuteronomy 33, 13 through 16. And of Joseph, he said... Blessed by the Lord be his land, with the choicest gifts of heaven above, and of the deep that crouches beneath, with the choicest fruits of the sun, with the rich yield of the months, with the finest produce of the ancient mountains, and the abundance of the everlasting hills. I want you to believe that over your own inheritance, and over the, the gifts that you bring to this mix, and over your capacity to bear much fruit. This is the kind of produce that you have been It says in verse 16, with the best gifts of the earth and its fullness and the favor of him, favor is a beautiful word. Everybody say it. The favor of him who dwells in the burning bush. It is the most gorgeous wording. In almost all of the major translations, you will see the word favor there. But it is a gorgeous word in Hebrew. You'll see it in ESV. You'll see it in NIV. You'll see it in NAS. It certainly means favor, but I want you to take it a little bit further in that definition of the Hebrew word that also translates delight and pleasure. Delight and pleasure the delight of the one who dwelled in the burning bush. And it's talking about, of course, when Moses comes walking over in the middle of nowhere, called to see what is burning within that bush. And he walks over to it and there God meets with him and says, this is my name throughout which I will be called in all generations. I am who I am. It is glorious. This is the very same one who has favor over us. And I wonder, I want you to hear it in the message because it uses a word I just love. In Eugene Peterson's translation, it says, the best of earth's exuberant gifts and the smile of the burning bush dweller. Smile. I wonder today, do you ever let yourself Feel, sense, believe, and accept that you are a delight to your God. I just wonder, how foreign is that to us? To somebody in this room and to somebody on the other side of that screen, that is as foreign a concept as you can imagine. It is so far out into the atmosphere, you cannot even get your head around it. But I am praying that God is going to cause you, and would you welcome him to do it, cause you to get a sense when you are just a delight to him. He always loves you, He always lavishes you. He always esteems you. He always gives you dignity. He always gives you honor. He has crowned us with goodness and mercy. But I want you to know that there are times when he purely smiles over you. There may be times when he laughs out loud at you. Can you even wrap your mind around that? Listen, we don't have to be perfect to do that. Do you know nobody on the planet makes me laugh harder than my two daughters? I've got two daughters in their early 30s. And listen, my idea of a good time is to be with those girls laughing our heads off together. I took a walk with my youngest one just the other day in the country. And literally, I, I had to stop at one point. I couldn't even stand up. She kills me. She kills me. My oldest daughter is hands down one of the funniest people I've ever known in my life. They delight me. Now, nobody knows their faults better than I do. Nobody knows that they're, um, they're imperfect anymore Um, fully than I do. They're my children. I raised them. I I, I wore them out when they were little. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Talk about not politically correct. I, you know, I I meant that just in a figurative sense. I did not mean that any other way. I I don't, I don't want you to really know the fact that there used to be times when I would say, especially to my youngest strong-willed child, I suggest you get upstairs, shut the door and lock it behind you because I'm coming for you. Anybody? (laughs) anybody. I mean, those same ones that got grounded, that had their cars taken from them at times, that got in all sorts of trouble. Still, I will tell you, nobody on the planet makes me laugh like they do. They delight me. Do you understand that you are a delight to him? I pray he's going to catch you in a moment where you realize this moment, He is grinning from ear to ear over me. His smile is on me. I have the favor of the one who says, I am that I am. I change everything for you, everything for you. Met Moses out in the back end of nowhere, having run from his own sin and his own foolish decision. And there he was all by himself. And God met with him there. You have that kind of favor, no matter what your past is like, no matter what is behind you. He knows, He knew before the foundation of the world, He knew before He ever called your name exactly what your life was going to look like. He wrote you a beautiful eulogy before you did all those things, before I did all those things. Somebody needs to know that today, mutual delight. Sometime would you just check out um, the words of Psalm 37 because they say to us, delight yourself in the Lord in verse four and he will give you the desires of your heart. But do you know that later on in that same chapter in verse 23, it talks about the Lord delighting in a man's steps who honors him. And it's the most beautiful picture of mutual delight. Do you think honestly that the delight you get in anything, if you get delight over your children, if you get delight over your grandchildren, if your parents and grandparents, if you get delight over your um, good friends and over those that um, that are so dear to you, do you think that that is not in the image of God? It was born of his heart. Even our laughter was born of the heart of God. And I want you to know he delights in you. And oh, that we would sense that delight. Somebody's going to have to tell me our acronym again because I'm just about to burst if I don't hear it. Will somebody just take a look at it because somebody's just now getting with us and they need to know what we mean. We're going to memorize something together because from now on, we're not just going to say I'm blessed, but we're going to know what blessed means and we've got an acronym for it and I need to hear it. I am bountifully loved extravagantly saved, supplied, empowered, delivered. Anybody? Anybody need that? I, I want to tell you guys a story as we kind of draw this series to a conclusion. It has affected me. Um, it's, it's something that I'm going to begin to implement into my experience, and I hope that many of you will do the same thing. I want to see God, delight over me because I receive what he's already done for me. Please, God, please let that be me. Not very long ago, uh, my father-in-law and mother-in-law took all of us kids, their natural born children. By that, I mean, it wasn't their grandchildren. Uh, it was their their children, just that one generation. They took all of us out to eat, Their their kids and their spouses. So it was Keith's two sisters and um, one of their spouses was uh, on the other side of the planet um, in another country. So he could not be there obviously, but then his other sister had her husband and then I was there um, with um, with my man as well. So we were all sitting around the table of a very, very nice restaurant in Houston. He had made all the arrangements for it, had a room set up for us in the restaurant all to ourselves. And and he had even told Keith in advance, he said, listen, I'm not going to fight with anybody over the check. This is mine. I want to buy. I, I am putting on this supper and I don't want any of y'all to take it over. I just loved it. Now they are in their early 80s and we were supposed to have this dinner last year when he had a terrible, terrible um, health um condition overtake him and he was in the hospital, but it was their 61st anniversary this year. That's what we were celebrating. We were supposed to celebrate it at 60, but we were a year behind, 61 years. Here we are sitting at the restaurant and he is very, very intentional about what he brings into the conversation. He said he was going to steer it, and he steered it indeed. And he talked so many things about their lives, the decades of raising those children. And at one point of the meal, toward the very end of the meal, quite unexpectedly to us, he begins to go around the circle of that table and speak specifically using our names over every single one of us. Now, this is a wonderful man, but he's not just like hyper. If you're picturing um, you know, a pastor, someone, uh, or perhaps hyper spiritual, that he would, he would not, I'm not sure, have even realized what a spiritual impact he was having in what he was doing. I mean, it was so biblical, and it was just coming rolling out of his tongue. He spoke to us by name. He said, Beth. And I mean, he spoke to me about what I had meant to their family. He said specific things like, what, what we have missed had you not come along. And he just went around one by one. I bawled and bawled the next day thinking about it because it was so deliberate on his part. He spoke blessing to us. Do you remember that it says in um, Deuteronomy 33, in that first verse, that Moses blessed those tribes before his death? Now, I hope we've got my father-in-law for a whole lot of years, but you know what he was trying to do? He was being very intentional. He was speaking the blessing before he is off this planet. He wanted us to hear it. Now, here's what I want you to know. He comes to a point in it. He's spoken blessing over every single person at the table, and then he says something to us. He says, "Two of you are missing," and he let that hang in the air for a moment, because Keith's parents did not just lose one child. They lost their firstborn when he was three years old. They lost another child. They lost their third child, a daughter. So they have buried two children. They have been through as much pain as any people I have ever known in my life. And so he said to us while we were sitting at the table, we have lost two of you. And we all just let that settle on us for a minute. Most of our eyes filled up with tears. Their eyes glistened. And he looked back around the table and said, but look. What we have. Look what we have. It was so profound because it said two things to us. It said this those two people could not be replaced. Even with all the joy that has come in these latter years. They could not be replaced to those two parents. Nothing has ever happened that filled in the void of those two people. They were dignified and honored and esteemed at that table as their children that night. But you know what he was saying to us? They did not miss who they had because they missed who they lost. Oh, help us, Father. Oh, help us. Because it's so hard to do. But help us not miss what we have because we miss what we lost. That we miss the blessing of our here and now because of what we do not have.
2: Well, you know, that's a... uh, Obviously, it's still heavy. And will be for a long time for me and Betty because we lost... You know, we lost the sibling of our other two children. We lost we lost a daughter. I, I didn't realize that that Keith, Beth's husband, had lost those family members, and yet you, you could tell by what Beth shared that somehow it was a blessing to hear and a blessing to really seek to lighten the load or to have understanding. Father, I pray for every person watching right now that's trying to understand, trying to deal with the challenges that that we never thought we would face. And we thank you for the grace that enables us to walk through the valley of the shadow. And Lord, we pray that for everyone in Jesus' name. You know that Beth is on the web every day, Life Today. You can go and watch not only what she just taught, or you can do the whole series, or you can go back in the archives, and she'll minister as so many of our guests will, if you just wanna go and, and look. Uh, you know, Betty, the thing that thrills our viewers, and I, I can't compliment you enough, you really, the viewers, really do show the world the love of yes, God. Do. Because when we show you a legitimate need, I mean, it's like the miracle you long for, the one that you wish you could bestow upon every child that's ill, every family member that's defeated, downtrodden, lonely. And if we showed you, The cure, you'd say, we'll do it. Well, here's the cure for something that is very real. And I want you to hear it from a missionary who says you, in referring really to the viewers of life today, he said, as far as we missionaries are concerned, you're the greatest Christians because you make it possible for us to be a miracle. Watch, listen and move as God moves.
3: Life's hard. Life is just so brutally hard for some people. I mean, it is, it's it's just beyond comprehension what some people go through in their lives and the struggles that they go through. And that just, just to feed their children, just to make it, just to make it through. I mean, all they're trying to do is just find enough food to feed their children. This mother wants to provide for her child, just like you wanna provide for your children. There's no difference in her desire. The last thing on earth that she wanted was to end up in this malnutrition clinic with her little boy fighting for his life. That was not part of her desire at all. She's got here because she had no food to feed her child we can help her though. We can change that. We just have to provide a bowl of food for this child every day, and we'll turn the situation around. I wanna tell you that it is gonna change a child's life here in Africa. It's gonna change Paula's life, but the other thing it's gonna do is, it's gonna prevent children from getting into the malnutrition clinic here before they get to the place where he
2: is. When you reach a place that that Peter referred to as the malnutrition clinic, which we have built, we, when I say we, it's not me and Betty, it's all of us together who watch life. Those malnutrition clinics are the last stage of hope. I've told you many times, if you watch us, when princes die, when lady die, called out to feed the hungry, She was holding a very chubby little Angolan child, a baby, that got fed at one of those centers that we built and provided everything for. And that picture was seen around the world. She said, save life. That baby had been saved by people like you who watched and helped do it. So he's talking about those clinics where we would see the children die. Peter says, we don't want to see them get here. So what we have, and that's in the area right now in Angola, and in, and in uh, Sudan, those two areas right now where we are seeing children pressed into these clinics because we haven't been able to get them out in what we call the feeding situations. We have 25,000 just in Sudan right now that are facing death. We, we need an emergency surge of support. Then we have 400,000, Betty, in these incredible feeding areas where we see the, the young man you saw in the black shirt. There, there he is on the screen again. That's Luke. That's our grandson. While we're taping this program, our grandson Luke is with his wife of less than a year in Cambodia trying to find places to drill water wells right now. He hasn't even been married a year the same one you saw feeding, but he was feeding at a feeding center where we got 400,000 located in various places. We have to have the help of the viewers to pay for the food, to keep the missionaries there. And we've got to raise hundreds and hundreds, even millions of dollars right now. And we do it by one person saying, I'll do this. 30, 50, $100 feeds three, five or 10 children. And our viewers, Betty, are the hope for those children to have a future.
1: Won't you please join with us and help us? This solution is simple. If you'll just give and reach out with hope to these children, to these mothers that so desperately want to care for their children, but they have nothing to offer them. They're hungry themselves. So please join with us and let's feed these children. Well,
2: these ladies, these mothers, many of them have lost a child headed to these clinics and these feeding situations, these, these refuge areas where we're feeding. They have a child die while they're trying to get there. They'll be holding one that's dying. This is so often the case. And we can change it. It can change everything. We have watched it change entire third world nations, miraculously, with love. So what we're asking you to do, please, and I really feel if you just say, God, what do you want me to do? He's going to want you to extend his hands of love and give those children food. And we can do it. Would you go to lifetoday.org, go online, take your bank card, make the gift God puts on your heart or, or dial that number and use that card like a check and make the largest gift you can. Think about this, $100, and I wish you'd give that if you can. We can feed 10 children for the next months. $50, $30, we can feed five or three. Don't think that $30 is too small. For those three children, it's life. For that mother, it's life. Would you please right now make that gift? We have some gifts for you that will bless you. If you will read Fearfully and Wonderfully Made, it will inspire you to see what the body of Christ could look like. It's going to bless you so much. And Heirs to the Kingdom, what an incredible transforming series of teaching. Please give us a chance to bless you as you reach out and bless these that are in such desperate need of an expression of love. Dial the number or go online right now and make the gift. God puts on your heart.
0: Disease, malnutrition, starvation, all terrible human atrocities being faced every day by people living in remote and impoverished areas of Africa. And those at greatest risk are the children. This month, 400,000 children are depending on us for survival. And now in South Sudan, the suffering has intensified, and our feeding efforts are desperately needed by an additional 25,000 children. Our mission teams are in place, but your support is critically needed to replenish and distribute food supplies immediately. When you call or go online today and make a life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100, you will provide urgently needed food to three, five, or ten children for the next three months. As our way of saying thank you, we'll send you heirs to the kingdom, four powerful messages on audio CD or USB flash drive. You'll also receive the award-winning book, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. With your gift of $100 or more to help feed 10 children, please request The Story, a running narrative Bible to help you engage with God's Word more easily. And finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed 100 children, you may request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel by the painter of light, Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today.
2: From the depth of our heart, Betty and I say, thank you for your help. And I can't begin, I don't, I don't even have the ability to really convince, as I wish I could, how important it is to read this book. You are going to see, by looking at the miracle of your body, the human body, what the body of Christ can and should look like. And you're going to marvel. You're going to find yourself so excited. My wife has been reading this book to me. I said, I've already read it. I got it all marked up. But she's reading her copy and reading it to me because she's so excited about it. We're anxious to send it to you to say thank you for your gift. Thank you for your prayers. Remember, go to stream.org before the day is over and start every day there, okay? Thank you so much for your help. Thank all of you for being here. God bless you. Appreciate you.
0: Brian Ivy found out about a pastor who set up a way to save unwanted babies. And uh, I, I set out to win
1: Sundance and got saved instead.
0: Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.